This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Uh, Brian, how you doing? You you enjoying sunny California so far? I am, and you know what? I had bad flashbacks today on the practice field oh yeah to which to which time when the first 15 minutes of practice were going on and then all of a sudden guys are like starting to drop because of injuries the the Washington one happened right in front of me yep uh then all of a sudden curse came up limping after a play and I'm like gosh and then even then we haven't we talked about Isaac Taylor Stewart, one of our guys, walked yeah. off the field today. So they had three injuries within like 15 to 18 minutes of when they went into that team period. Yeah, and Curse and James Washington. And we'll recap really quickly. Uh, first pad of practice today, uh, James Washington actually didn't even get to team period. That was like the last group of throws Dak was yeah. making in seven on seven. Yeah. And he took a shot down the field to James Washington. Uh, and, and the reports are out there now and, and will be confirmed, I'm sure, by the time tomorrow morning uh, you guys are hearing this. Uh, James Washington, it's the fifth metatarsal, which right. is the the same bone that Des Bryant broke in 2015, same when DeMarcus Sorens broke last year. Uh, it sounds as though surgery is, is right. what's going to happen, and so that would likely put it more on the 10-week angle. So James Washington, uh, one of the Cowboys' free agent additions and one of the guys they were really counting on to, yeah. to be there for him while Michael Gallup came back, uh, breaks his foot today, getting kind of tangled up with uh, Trayvon Diggs. And why I say that, that I had flashbacks, mm-hmm. it, as a personnel guy, and I was watching Will McClay here, and I know what he was feeling because he went to the trainer, Jim Maurer, quickly. And, like, Maurer would come back from, this is after taking Curson. Maurer's back on the field. Will's going over to try and get, an idea of yeah. what the hell is going on. But you definitely don't want to go into your personnel board, your emergency board, this early in the campaign. Yeah. I mean, the names, you, there's going to be some names, and it's up to us to kind of figure out those names. Oh, we're going to be working tonight. Yeah. We're going to be texting people. Yeah, that's you got to try and figure out maybe. And, you know, they'll, they'll probably be a day or two where they'll evaluate. It probably schedules some like schedules maybe two some or work- three workout yeah, guys. And maybe out. and maybe the start of the workout guys, maybe they'll be from the USFL. Guys that have actually been yeah. in shape, guys that have actually played games yeah. that they might go after first. And then think about guys who maybe are local. Tack McKinley was a visit for the Cowboys the other day. Tack McKinley is an uh, an area guy here. So I was talking to people over there. It's like, nah, he's an area guy. Visit. Don't worry about it. I was reaching out to some other people. What about Tack McKinley? 
everybody that I talk to around the league says, you got the right guy in Fowler as opposed to Tack McKinley. Yeah, Mike McCarthy today during his walk-off, they kind of they brought up McKinley, and it was kind of funny how much he kind of just kind of, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah it was a good visit. But yeah. I mean, like, he he didn't seem very yeah. enthused about about yeah. the conversation. But, um, man, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure this out because I don't think you're when you've got Dennis Houston out there taking first team reps, T.J. Vasher, who T.J. Vasher has had a really good camp so far. Um, you know that that puts you in a bit of a bad spot right now, at receiver, a spot that you were already kind of. Stephen Jones told uh, Corey Majors and Mike Bassett, Kevin Hagelin on 105 through the fan while we were out here told them receiver was something they were already looking at looking adding at, to right, right. before James Washington got hurt. Right. And so, uh, you know, just to pull back the curtain a little bit for you guys, uh, we went to go see the Texas Rangers play on Sunday. We're driving back, and we were talking about recording on Sunday night to kind of preview the first pad of practice for you guys. And when we got talking about it, it you know, not to be, uh, y- you know, dark or anything, but we were like, you know, it's first pad of practice. There's probably going to be somebody gets hurt just because it's the, the nature of it. First pad of practice, somebody – inevitably gets hurt in, in that first group of contact. So uh, we, we waited, and, and that was the one today was James Washington. Felt like Curse, you mentioned. Curse kind of – Curse was troubling because he walked, would stop, and then kept he, walking. He, he was – his fists were clenched. He bent over. I wasn't sure if it was a foot, an ankle, a knee. Turned out to be a knee. It, it turned out to be a knee. So that's – you know, when he was trying to walk – it was like he was trying to walk it off, and then I thought he went to the locker room. Uh, uh, Dan Cooper, the team doctor, he started into the locker room because he already had now three guys in there that yep. he was dealing with. So yeah, it, it, it was a it was a troubling moment or a morning for the Dallas Cowboys. And you know, Mike McCarthy, the one thing they've been able to do is keep you know people healthy, you know, through these practices. And Mike yeah. even talked about the sixth practice where we're at the fifth practice. Yep. You know, all of a sudden now you're dealing with uh, with some injuries, and, and and those injuries honestly took away from what was largely I thought a pretty positive day overall, yeah. especially for the offense. Yeah. They, they were they finally started getting rolling, and and let's dive into some of these uh, things that we saw out there at the practice specifically. Star of the day for you, CD Lamb. Yeah, I mean, and you can maybe say star of the day, Dak Prescott. The way yeah. I mean, because to me, Bobby, I did not see a lot of open throws. No, they were. I, I mean, pretty tight. I, I felt like the defensive backs, the plays that they gave up, I didn't feel like that there was like a, was poor coverage. No, I think Dak did a great job of throwing the football. I thought the anticipation was there throwing the football. I thought the receivers did a good job of getting to where they needed to be, and then when the ball went in the air, they went and got it. So yeah, you know, uh, C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown. You know, Noah Brown continues to have, and Noah Brown playing as the personal protector on the on the punt team. Yeah. So though that you know, you're trying to think about ways to, you know, Noah Brown's always going to be a special teams guy, but now maybe Noah Brown's going to see is going to have to see more action than you really really thought. But yeah, Dak, I thought that uh, Tyler Smith. I, I you're Man. right, Bobby. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and plug him in at left guard. And go it, it, to me, competition's over. Yeah. Like, like and I understand. You know, you, you don't necessarily want to just hand something over to somebody and, and it's just the first pad of practice. But I think what we saw in OTAs, what we saw in minicamp, what we saw in, in you know, the first week of practice. And then when you put the pads on, it became so much more the power, The power, so the strength My is so much. word. Yeah. He, he washed. Quentin Bohanna is their biggest one technique. He's the biggest guy on that defensive line. Tyler Smith just moved him in the running game today at times. And, 
and you had the uh, you know the body slam essentially of Tristan Hill at one point. Tristan Hill is a powerful player himself, right? Um, you know, got him down to the ground, and then the, my favorite play of the day. And uh, I don't know if you happen to see it. There was a uh, a play where he pulled to the right yeah. side, and he sealed off Demarcus Lawrence, who came streaking in, and just that sealed block right there that busted Tony Pollard for like a thirty forty yard run. Obviously, they're not like you know totally bringing guys to the ground and everything, right. and so but still he he shot it and had a, a wide open lane to run, and it was because Tyler Smith had sealed off that edge. So I thought Tyler Smith, man, that power is. You talk about okay, what does it translate to when you get to pads? I thought Tyler Smith's power was one of the things that really stood out as like, okay, now that we're in pads, you see it. You see how powerful he is. We've had the opportunity to interview on 105.3 a couple of different defensive players. Yeah. And and when you, Micah Parsons, we've had a chance to interview Dorrance Armstrong today. And to a man, they will tell you about the power that that, that kid has. Yep. That 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 Tyler Smith has that when he gets his hands on you, and it's quick. You know when he gets his hands on you, his body composition now with the way he can move around and just snatch people and throw them to the ground and stuff like that. But you ask Micah Parsons, strong. You ask yeah. you know Dorrance Armstrong, strong when they're talking about Tyler Smith. Yeah, I mean we and we've talked about it that play at OTAs where Micah came off the edge right. and he just. Locked him Stoned up, him, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. I think it's uh, one of the things that you you see it is is you can almost see it on their body language and their playing. It shocks them. Yeah, when, when he hits them with their hands, they just they're almost stunned. Well, they have to try. You know, pass rushers. The best thing you could do to a pass rusher is make him have to reset because mm-hmm. yep. when they're going full speed, you shock them and then they stop. Then they have to get. Well, the ball's gone by then. Yeah. It's the best pass rushers are able to keep their momentum all the way to the quarterback. And what Tyler Smith does, and, and the guys like Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, you know, Zach Martin, they play really, really, really well with their hands. And, I mean, there's that upper body power. And Tyler Smith's got a ways to go with his hands because we talked about at Tulsa, some of the holding things. But he's doing a lot better job of keeping yeah. those hands inside. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're seeing incrementally it's getting better just about every time we see him. And and that was one of the really exciting things to see today is when the pads came on the way that he looked. But we mentioned already CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, two big days for them. Uh, I thought that today, one of the other things that translated, you mentioned Noah Brown already. Uh, three guys for me that I was curious, okay, once these pads come on, are we going to continue to see them have good practices like we've seen in shorts and T-shirts? And they did today, and that was T.J. Vasher, Noah Brown, and then Rico Dowdle, man. I, you know, on the football field, you speed stands out. Like, like when you're faster than yeah. NFL players, that stands out. And I remember Tony Pollard even being a 4-5 guy. The game speed is, it's faster than that. And so it, I remember watching Tony Pollard the first time pads came on in 2019, and it was, it, it stood out. It was, whoa, okay, that guy's got some juice. To me, every year now with Rico Dowdle, when the pads have come on, that's a guy who it stands out. He is fast. He is tough to get down. He, he's got really good contact bounce. He's, I, I talked to you guys on G-Bag today about it. It's almost like watching a pinball. He just kind of bounces off the of defenders and, and keeps moving forward. Uh, Rico Dowdle, number 23, a guy who I think if not for the injury history would have already been solidified as their third running back. Uh, somebody that's really impressive to me, and I think with us seeing more and more of Tony Pollard when he's been on the field, in receiver looks, much less running the ball. 
I think through these first several practices, we've actually seen Rico Dowdle functioning more as a running back with the first team than Tony Pollard. Yeah, I totally agree with your assessment on Dowdle and what he's done. And it's nice to see him out there. When they hand him the ball like going sideways, it's not like it just stays flat. It gets two steps to the corner, and then it's up and around. So, yeah, and, he, and he's very capable, too, that inside power that he has of hitting that A, that B gap, center gap, guard gap, and then making that cut and then getting up the field. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Anybody else uh, stand out to you today in, in practice, either because they disappointed you once these pads came on or, or you thought they stood out and, and had a good practice today? I know we saw a little bit of uh, the kicking competition. Jonathan Garibay, yeah. I think, you know, your prediction so far I think is right. Jonathan Garibay, these first several practices, has been behind Liram Hyralahu, uh, who if not for, you know, slipping on his plant foot on one of those kicks today would have been perfect. I think the pressure, it's funny because I made a point of it to watch the practice yesterday of the warm-up. And then Hyalahu was better than, or excuse me, Garibay was better than Hyalahu. Yeah. And then when it came to the actual lights, camera action, Garibay wasn't as good. He was four of eight. And when he's been missing, and I've stood underneath the goalposts during those warm-ups, when he misses, he's missing left. He's hooking it. He hooks it. And so today... They had opportunity in front of crowd, in front of team, whole special teams, you know, working on these field goals. And you could definitely tell that Hiralahu has the stronger leg. The ball, yeah. the ball does fly off his foot. Or, or, or Garibay. No, in excuse me. Gar- power, I mean, I'm sorry, Garibay. Yeah, the power right. is much my bad, more with my Garibay. Bad. Yeah. Garibay, you're right. Garibay, you, you could, you could, the ball is higher up on the upright when it goes through. It booms. That it does, and you can, you can see it, and you could, but man, the consistency and the thing I worry about. This is what I worry about: is all of a sudden he doesn't have success in these practices, and he kicks in the game and he doesn't have success, and then you move on from from him, and then he figures it out. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, sometimes it happens to these kickers where they get, you know, they get into a camp and it, it, it paralyzes them a little bit. Yeah. And they start to feel the pressure. And, you know, he wasn't, he was at 50% yesterday and missed a couple today. So. Not knocked you, one off the upright. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're right. Every single time it's it's hooking to the left. Yeah. Which I hope, I hope what that says to me is, it's a mechanical thing that Bones can identify and say, well, "Hey, look, you're kind of hooking this. Let's yeah. let's work on this." That yeah, would be my hope. Anyway, one of the former uh, one of the scouts, Henry Shroka, who yeah. does work in pro personnel, Henry nothing is, better than seeing Henry lead the jumping no, lines. He, it, it's awesome <laughs> when Henry Henry helps with the kickers and stuff because he has an understanding of that. He's a long time uh, coach in that area and stuff. So hopefully they'll go back and look at that tape. And if it's plant foot or turning the hips or whatever, but the way that the Dallas Cowboys play, especially during the Mike McCarthy administration, there's so many close games. It comes down to field goals and stuff like that. 
I just hope they don't make the wrong decision on the kicker. Yeah, not just so many close games, but Mike McCarthy has shown a willingness to let it come down to the kicker. Yeah, he, he has. He's shown a willingness 58 to, yards, to, play, matter, yeah, yeah. to play things a little yeah. bit more conservatively and not just, like he he, he yeah. will let it come down to the kicker. Uh, you're listening to The Love of the Star. Uh, the Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your buddies about it, too, if yeah, you would. Yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah. You know, download uh, download the episodes multiple times. Listen yeah. to it multiple times, why don't you? Yeah. 